I'm Bree, and this is the Love, Sex, and Magic Podcast, a weekly discussion of love, sex, astrology, spirituality, and everything in between. Welcome back to the Love, Sex, and Magic Podcast. As it said, I'm your host, Brie Renee, and like I said last episode, this week we are talking about candle magic. So we're going to do our tarot card draw, and then let's get lit. So it's been a pretty interesting week and weekend since I was last on here with you guys, and that sound you hear in the background is me shuffling the cards. Um... A lot has happened. A lot has changed. Um, Business is continuing to boom, thankfully. Um, It's been kicking my ass, but I'm not going to complain. This is a great problem to have, honestly. Um, Wholesale is its own monster. So I'm just super duper like favored by the ancestors and by the universe to be in the position that I am in with my business, with this podcast, and I'm forever grateful and cannot wait to continue to expand and bring in all this abundance. So the card that we drew is interesting, especially given the spiel that I just gave that was like off the top of the dome. We got the star. So in tarot... Let me, it's so hard to explain. This is why I have not dropped my tarot course yet because in my head, I know what this means. I just have to translate it into human English um, so that you know what it means. Um, The star is all about um, like hope and no positive energy and inspiration and kind of like optimism and just, it's good. (laughs) It's a great card to get, you know, for um, any reading, honestly, because it's all about hope and um, abundance as far as the things that are around you that you would not even consider, you know, the things that you take for granted that you should be hella grateful for, like the star card kind of illuminates those things to make you realize like how blessed and how favored you are by God or the universe or whatever you believe in that you have these things. Um, like if this card was in, like this card comes after, um, if I remember correctly, don't hold me to this. Um, this The star comes after the tower. And I always tell people, I would rather get the devil than the tower. I would rather get the death card than the tower. Um, so the star is what comes after the tower. So if the tower is your lowest of lows, the star is a hella high high. So it's just like a omen that's a positive omen that is telling you like everything that you need is coming you know all right cool so on to the next like I said we are doing candle magic um but we're gonna do astrology this week because 
a full moon happened in Pisces on the 20th of September. Um, I think it peaked at like 7.50 or 7.55 Eastern um, PM. So again, as always, full moons are all about culmination and completion of cycles. So interestingly enough, the sun is in Virgo for a few more days. And well, a couple more days because the equinox and sun in Libra is coming, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, so we'll talk about sun and Libra next. So I won't leave you guys hanging too much. But um, when there's a full moon, that means the sun and the moon are opposite of each other. So right now, the sun is in Virgo, moon is in Pisces. So this Virgo Pisces axis is all about balance, which you'll hear. I, talk, I feel like I talk about balance on every episode because it's fucking it's, it's necessary. Um, so this is basically putting you in a position um, where you are focusing on um, like physical health and your daily routines and how efficient you are, which is that Virgo energy versus your spiritual health. Um, And then Pisces is all about um, like inner work. And um, like I always tell people, Pisces do not live on this earth. They're in their own world, in their head, doing God knows what. So Pisces is going to be more focused on that spirituality. So you're kind of in a position with this Pisces full moon to find a balance between your physical and spiritual health. So if you neglect one, the other will go into chaos. And if you neglect the other, the other one will go. Like it's it's all about finding that delicate balance and making sure that you are giving ample time to both so that both aspects of you physically um, and spiritually and mentally, emotionally, all of those aspects of you are being taken care of because you can't neglect one to take care of the other. So also during this full moon, there's some stuff happening with Mars and Neptune um, that are going to harmonize and is going to harmonize with Pluto. So it's going to be intense, which is one of my favorite words. Um, You are going to have passionate, uh, not passionate sex. I mean, you might, but you're going to have like passionate, you're going to be extremely passionate about your expectations and things that you want to accomplish. So like things are going to be revealed to you and you'll be motivated by the things that you're like wanting, that you've been wanting to do. So yeah, now we got sun in Libra and that is from September 22nd to October 23rd. Um, Sun in Libra always coincides with um, the fall equinox and that is the time of year where the day and night are exactly the same length. So again, balance, the Libra scales balance. Um, Libra, of course, is the ruler of relationships and it shows you um, how other people that are in your life are a mirror of yourself, meaning that when you encounter people that may have traits that you don't like or may have traits that you think would be a bad thing, it's because those people are a mirror of that trait in yourself. So um, again, Libra is all about finding balance and creating harmony. 
Um, they want peace, but to their detriment, um, they are not good at making decisions because they are people pleasers. So this is a time where you need to be less concerned with um, necessarily rubbing people the wrong way and more concerned with avoiding being passive aggressive or indecisive or superficial. I feel like that's reasonable. Hopefully that makes sense to you because um, we still have hella planets in retrograde. We still have, um, I think there are five planets in retrograde right now. And then we have a Mercury retrograde coming up on the 27th, which is going to be interesting because again, that is my best friend's birthday. And I still have not, you know, politely told her. Or if I did, she wasn't really paying attention, so she's not going to remember. But I guarantee you, around that time, matter of fact, she's already called me like a week ago and was like, what's in retrograde? Because nothing is going how I need it to go. And I'm like, <laughs> but um, just keep that in mind. Let me put these tarot cards down for I draw another card. Um, again, we're skipping the Dear Breezy segment this week. Um I get a lot of the same questions over and over. So if and when I get a question that is not the same stuff over and over about crystals and about chakras and about yoga stuff, I will definitely have it on the episode. So we're going to move into the where the magic happens, where we discuss a ritual or practice that you can incorporate into your spiritual journey. So we are talking all about candles. It is time to get lit. I am a the lame auntie, I did just say that, but I'm also the rich auntie, so it makes it okay. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about are candle colors and what those can mean. Um, at the end of the day, if you win in doubt, use a white candle. That is the rule of thumb there. Um, but we'll talk about the colors and then we'll talk about how to dress a candle. And then we will talk about how to properly dispose of a candle and majority of the times, disposal of things that you've used in rituals is all kind of the same, depending on the materials. So we'll get to that in a second. Let's start off with these colors. So let's start with white. So white is all about new beginnings, protection. Um, I hate saying purity because I feel like we live in purity culture and it's a sham. Um, but purity, peace, harmony, all of those things Um but like I said, you can burn a white candle if you don't have the color you need. Like, I don't see very many people having green candles or, you know, stuff like if you can't find a, a purple candle or a green candle, you can burn white and just dress it accordingly and um, carve it accordingly as needed. So black candles are, and, and when you think about the candle colors, it's very, very similar to crystal and stone colors. Um, like those basic stones that you have that are the primary colors or secondary colors all kind of go by, you know, light, lighter colors are lean toward this kind of energy and darker colors lean toward this kind of energy. So, of course, black candles are going to be more for protection, um, getting rid of negative energy, repelling or absorbing negative energy and like reversing or reversing hexes or curses or whatever and unblocking like stagnant energy. So for red, um, of course, when I think red, I, you know, we're trained to think like red, stop. When I think red in spirituality, I think like, like fast, like move quickly. 
Um, so red candles are going to be great for increasing passion, stamina, attracting a partner, a, a sex partner, not necessarily a love partner. Um, they can attract things very, very quickly. Um, when I think red, I also associate it with the planet Mars. Um, and Mars is all about um, lust and survival and that kind of primal energy that is kind of like, I want what I want. I need the pleasure. I'm not worried about the consequences energy. So always be careful using red candles. Make sure that your intentions are very, very clear. We will talk about setting intentions in the next little area once I get through all the colors. And we'll talk about how important that is then. So next we have pink candles. So pink is going to be associated with like love and that's any kind of love including romantic but also self-love friendship family things of that nature um, if you are looking to increase your connection or harmony or bring calm and happiness and strengthen your relationships pink candles are the way to go um, again this is all about um, facilitating healing forgiveness um, getting your emotions in check and kind of creating a calm, loving atmosphere for people to be in. So next um, is blue. So for a blue candle, this is going to be good for um, tapping into your creativity. So it's going to enhance your focus, your memory. Um, it's going to help you with lucid, maybe not lucid dreaming, but having dreams that maybe give you the signs and symbols of what is to come for you. Um, also like harmony, peace of mind. Um, blue candles kind of fall into the category of like a white candle because it's kind of for all the good shit. <laughs> um, but it is also good for connecting with your higher self. So green. So before I say officially what I believe that green candles are for, I, well, no, officially, I think green candles are for two different things. Um, and one might say that a brown candle would be for one of the things. But green, to me personally, because I don't want to be fertile, is for money and good luck. But some people burn green can Because green, money, good luck, that is abundance. Um, abundance, prosperity, good health kind of leans that into fertility abundance and that ain't what we want over here at least so officially in my opinion green candles are for money um good luck abundance in things that you need uh physically like money and material things cars clothes hose <laughs> so but some people will tell you that green candles are for fertility not in my house so brown candles. Um, brown is really good for grounding you. It is brown, just like dirt, just like the earth. Um, so it's all about um, neutral energy, connecting you with the earth, connecting you with um, animals, connecting you with spirits that are connected to the earth, um, understanding, um, building trust and balance, things like that. So next we have purple purple of course when you think when i hear purple i think amethyst and i think amethyst is associated with the crown chakra or sometimes the third eye um so that of course is going to be connected to your intuition your connection to the divine um 
great for meditation. So burning a purple candle for wisdom, burning a purple candle while you're meditating, burning a purple candle while you're doing any form of divination will help you like tap into the knowledge and the, you know, the ether to get the information that you need. It's all about deepening your spirituality, deepening your spiritual awareness. So I guess the pink is baby pink or like what we think of when we think pink. So a darker pink um, can be used still for a love spell, but it'll have a little bit of lust involved. So I guess it's the mixture of a pink and a red candle. But again, I caution you on doing anything for love besides generally bringing love into your space. Um, I, again, try not to do anything um, that is going to change a person's free will toward me. I prefer to have people in my life by choice because if they don't want to be in my life, I don't want them there. (laughs) So orange candles are all about... um, If you think about it, the two colors that make orange are red and yellow. So red candles, less passion, intensity, and then yellow candles, which are next, are all about being your like intellectualness. So you're combining those when you have this and it is going to be for making quick decisions, for help with um, career, legal affairs, um, like connecting with people business wise or money finance wise so that you can um, make the best decisions and bring more joy and stimulation into your life. So cool. Yellow candles are, like I said, connected to your intellect. They will help with learning, um, you know, overcoming like writer's block or mental block or whatever, Um, learning, expanding your wisdom, focus, clarity, confidence, bringing in new ideas and logic. So if you are a student and you have a test coming up, burning a yellow candle while you study, because nobody said you didn't have to do the work. You can't just burn a yellow candle and hope for the best. You still need to study. You still need to do the work. So going from yellow, we will go into gold. So gold candles, um, I would stick gold candles when you are looking for prosperity and wealth, um, maybe even power or confidence. Um, Gold kind of draws on masculine energy. So kind of gold candles are going to bring that masculine kind of outward facing, like here I am, this is what I want, give it to me, let's get to it, let's get some action happening energy. That is what a gold candle is going to do for you. So for... A silver candle um, that is female energy or feminine energy. So that is going to deal more with inward things. So intuition, um, any of the clear senses where you have a sixth sense. Um, Silver candles also can affect your dreams because you're deepening your intuition and deepening your connection with the divine and with yourself is going to open you up to have more vivid, uh, more powerful dreams. So do with that what you will. I'm always super duper, I always want people to be super duper careful about um, how they go about navigating, dealing with the free will of others, and also how people go about navigating their dreams. Um, If you haven't seen Insidious, do watch it. It's, I mean, I don't, 
think it's that extreme, but I think it could happen. But um, people are very vulnerable physically and spiritually when they're asleep. So without proper protections, I do not think anybody should be dilly-dallying. And yes, I did say that word. Um, I do not think anybody should be dilly-dallying with dreams. And I do not think anybody should be doing that with other people's free will. Because again, if you're not in my life by choice, I don't need you in my life. (laughs) And then if I don't want you in my life, I don't want to have to go through I don't want to have to break my own binding spell to get you out. I want you just to be gone, if that makes sense. Why create an extra barrier to getting rid of someone when you can just allow them to leave on their own or remove them when needed easily? So gray candles, of course, that is a mixture of black and white. So a neutral color. So again, this is going to bring the energies of black and white candles. So Um, balance, protection, peace, uh, spiritual wisdom, clarity, things like that. So hopefully um, that kind of gives you a little bit of insight into how best to go about choosing a color of candle for a ritual that you are planning to do, whether it be a tie cutting ceremony, um, whether it be just a meditation over a dressed candle, burning that candle is the ritual in and of itself. So adding that to another ritual would do nothing but enhance it and make it more powerful. So, and we will talk about how um, candles affect sex magic. So yes. So when you are using a candle in a ritual, Um, sometimes just burning that candle isn't enough. You have to actually dress the candle. So some people may not know what that is. So that is what we're going to get into now. So when you are dressing a candle, you'll choose your candle based off of the color. So the first thing you need to do is set your intentions. As I stress to you guys, anytime you're doing a ritual, you have to have clear intentions or it's not going to work. Or it might work, but not in the way that you need it to. So um, again, be very clear what you want. For example, you can't just say, I need a career change. You have to say, I need a career change to this field by this time to make this much with these kinds of benefits. So you have to teeter on the line of specific enough for you to believe that you can get it but non-specific enough that the universe can still provide it to you. So let me repeat that again. Specific enough that you believe that you can receive it, but non-specific enough that the universe can provide it to you as it sees fit. So you don't just want to say, I need a new career. You need to say, I need this career in this field by this time, making this much with these benefits. Okay, next step. Again, once you know what you want to do, you'll pick your candle. Um, Like I said, if you're doing something career, I would go with green or brown. Really just depends. I would go, I would probably go with green. Um, 
The next thing you will do is cleanse your candle. This is almost as important as setting your intention because anybody that has handled that candle from the person at the factory where it was made or the person on the Etsy shop that handmade it for you um, or the person that put it on the shelves at the store to the mailman carrying the box um, or to all the people that have shopped in that shop before that touched that candle before you, that candle absorbs their energy. You leave a energy signature wherever you go. Um, So cleansing the candle um, with smoke from a bundle or with salt or the moon or sunlight, even if you physically clean it with water or rubbing alcohol, all of any of those things will work for um, cleansing. And while you're cleansing, you want to still have your intention and whatever your end goal is for that candle on your mind, because you want to continue to infuse your energy and your intentions into it throughout this whole process. So actually dressing your candle with oil. So um, there are a bunch of different oils and herbs. You don't want to drench it in the oil. You want to rub a significant enough amount on it that you can see it. You don't want to just dip it in there and then light the can. <laughs> you're not frying fish. Like, get it together, y'all. So, um, again, while you're anointing this candle, you want to make sure that you're clearly stating your intentions. intentions. Um, and there are certain people that believe, like, if you want to bring something into your life, you will rub the oil from the top to the middle and then from the bottom to the middle in, a, in the motion of bringing it into the center. Um, whereas if you want to let go something, you will rub from the middle to the top and then from the middle to the bottom to let it go or to push it out. So again, like I said, plenty of different oils, plenty of different um, powders and things that you can use or herbs that you can use to dress your candle. It's up to you. Um, I ain't going to do the research for you. I'm just here to get you started. So another thing that you can do is carve your candle It's not a necessity. I don't do sigils, so I don't carve my candles unless I'm writing a word into it. Um, Some people carve a sigil, which is just a symbol that represents something for them. Some people carve their mantras or people's names or your name. Um, Or like if I'm looking for certain qualities in a partner and I'm trying to manifest a partner, I I would carve those into the candle. I do recommend carving the candle before you put before you um, dress it with oils and herbs, it'll be way easier. Um, and then, of course, after you dress it with the oil, you can sprinkle whatever you need to on it. Um, and from there, you've successfully dressed a candle. You now want to burn that candle. So when you're doing your ritual or when you're doing whatever it is that you do with that candle, I always recommend supervising your candle. I know some people will like use a really big candle and they want to burn the whole thing and it takes hours and hours to burn. Um, and they'll like leave it and like go to work and come back. Um, I don't want my house to burn down. I've had a house burn down when I was younger and I don't want to experience that ever again because I like my things. Um, I work hard for my things and I want to keep my things safe and my family safe. So a house fire is not something I want to be responsible for starting. So um, you can theoretically burn it while you're home. And then if you need to leave, put it out and then 
light it back up when you get back. Sounds like a lot. I feel like you should just pick a reasonably sized candle and then burn it <laughs> or burn it over like set a, a course of amount of days that you want to like stretch the ritual over and then burn it on those days for that amount of time. Um, it's doable. You just have to figure out what works best for you to get it done. So now we move on to how to properly dispose of a candle. And like I said, the same ways that you would dispose of this candle after you're done with it is the same way that you can dispose of pretty much most rituals. Um, just be prepared. Like you might be in a Facebook group and like white people done found your sour jar <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's in here? Oh, there's hair. There's pee in here. You shouldn't be touching that. So the first way to dispose of a candle properly is burying it. Um, depending on what your spell or ritual was for is going to determine where you bury it. If it's something that I am bringing into me, like um, a job or a person or um, like abundance, then I want that candle to be buried on my own property or somewhere near me, right? So my backyard um, or my by the front door. Whereas if I want to get rid of something, I will take that candle to the other end of the earth so that I never have to see it again. So um, if it's a spell for someone else, which again, I do not recommend you doing sour jars or really sweetening jars. The only person you need to be sweet on you is you. Um, if you're doing a sour jar, if you're doing a sweetening jar, you would bury it on their property. But, you know, trespassing laws exist. Um, stand your ground laws exist. So don't get arrested. Don't get shot trying to bury a fucking jar on somebody's property or stick a jar on somebody's property where they can't find it. It's not worth it. Um, so if your candle is in a glass container, um, glass is technically biodegradable, um, but you have to be wary of that because it is still sharp and it can still break. And then you don't want, you know, your kid playing in the yard and they cut their foot because you buried a jar there. So think about that. So another way that you can dispose of your candle or a working that you are doing is with fire. So since fire is what you have to use um, to start your ritual with the candle, to basically like get it like actually started with the candle, it makes perfect sense why you would use it to dispose of the candle. So you can melt a candle down into nothing um, over a big enough fire. So if you have a fireplace or a fire pit or a bonfire or something of that nature, um, just be careful, put the candle in the fire and allow them to melt away into nothing. It's that simple. Again, if your candle is in a glass jar or a, or any type of container, do not put the glass in the fire. <laughs> glass will shatter if it gets too hot and so you need to remove them from the glass container before you decide to use fire to dispose of the candle. Your next option is to leave it somewhere, um, which depending on where you leave it, it can be very symbolic for this. So what you want to do is hmm, 
you don't want to leave like a whole ass candle. Like if you're hexing somebody, you want to leave a whole ass candle on the porch because they're going to know. <laughs> um, but you can leave them like at a crossroads, um, like at a busy street or a railway. Do not put them on the railroad tracks, y'all. Get it together. Um, or, you know, on a street that passes by that person's house or leave them, some, like I said, leave them somewhere far away um, to keep something away from you. Um, and again, throw the glass away. You can like cleanse the glass and like throw it in the trash properly. Um, and then last thing you can do, which I'm a little iffy on it, but it is an option is to create something new with that wax. So you can melt down that wax and create a new candle so that you have some of the energy from that original ritual to add into the next ritual that you do. Um, you can, again, like warm it up, shape it however you want. Um, but again, it depends on the intentions that you have with that spell, if that is something that you can reuse for later. So as far as the love and sex segment, when you are using candles during sex magic, we already know that sex magic and blood magic are two of the most powerful forms of manifestation and or magic, whatever you want to call it. So using candles is going to enhance that. So if you have not yet mastered one or the other, you probably shouldn't be using them together. So the best way to do that, you can set your intentions for your candles before your partner comes over or before you start your solo thing. Um, have your candles uh, set up, dressed, so that they can burn safely without interrupting the dew. Um, and again, you would... Do your sex magic ritual while the candles are burning. Let the candles burn all the way out and then dispose of them in one of the ways that I have just listed. So love and sex segment was short and sweet. This will actually conclude our episode today. Um, again, if you have questions, you can always slide in my DMs on Instagram. It is at lovesexandmagicco all one word, no spaces, no capitals, or you can send the email to lovesexandmagicblog at gmail.com. I will answer your questions anonymously on the show. Um, you are welcome to shop pretty much any of these items on lovesexandmagic.co. That is all spelled correctly, lovesexandmagic.co. And if you're looking for wholesale items, whether it be for an event or for a special project that you're working on or for your crystal shop or metaphysical shop, you can get those also at lovesexandmagic.com. You would just click the wholesale tab and order everything that you need via FAIR because that is who I've partnered with to do my wholesale. So with that said, um, y'all know I'm not a love and light kind of bitch. So, you know, peace out or whatever. And I will catch you guys next week. We'll be definitely talking about this Mercury retrograde.